Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at the most common, uncommon trading mistakes that people make. Yeah. question for the Q&A. thought I'd pick your brains, talking to you guys. I've been learning um, from Akil and Jason for a while now, uh, so I've learned many of the common mistakes that traders make and how to avoid them. But it got me thinking. I'm not looking for a specific answer, but what, or, what are some of the most obscure and less common but important trader mistakes that people make? So I've probably told you most of the mistakes I've made between live room q a's the the coffee break episode we did on mistakes what are what are some yeah watch the coffee break we had a, yeah we had a good episode on what was it called most common i think it was called most common trader mistakes yeah so i'm trying to trying to get out of that one but i'd love to hear from you guys about what uncommon mistakes you have made i'll, I'll give you one i've mentioned this before i'll, I'll start things up on this whip around um, I, I took trades in the wrong account consistently. So I had multiple accounts. I had to account for my swing trading. I had to account for my, my live room trading, right? I, I was never, a, I was never a day trader starting off. I only, um, started day trading when I started coaching. So I opened up a brand new account for day trading in the live room and, and so we can track all that stuff and, and ended up turning into kind of a, a separate business for mine. Now, if you're familiar with Ninja Trader, right, and I'm, I'm, it's probably like this on most platforms, um, you guys can let me know. Your account is just a number. Like I don't, I didn't see, I, di- I didn't look too hard, but I didn't see any way you can like change the name. It was like N1840536, right? So, <laughs> and maybe that's something I should have told them when they, when they did the upgrade, but I think I, I was past it by that point. So when you're on the side, the side thing, I don't, I don't have the indicator open right now, but you're, when you're on the side thing, there's like a little um, click down box and it says like one says N1876543221, another one says N1876823224, right? And so I would do this, especially in day trading because the speed's a little bit different, right? So swing trading, you have plenty of time in the world. Swing trading... I'm typically looking at something like at least four hours in advance. I'm like, okay, I got everything on the side thing. Okay, that's good. We're, we're here, right? My order panel's out. I'm not connected to a broker here on TradingView, so you can't see it. But I'd be like, okay, that's done. That's good. Perfect. Day trading, it's a little bit more of a panic. You're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, uh, higher, higher, higher close. Uh, and you click it. And again, I don't think any of us have, I don't think any of us has it memorized if you have multiple accounts. So... What I would find myself doing is 
I would enter trades using the wrong account. Um, and and it's not just entering; it's like exiting as well. So I, I would put like a, a I would rush. I put like a buy stop on, but I put it on the swing trading account when it was supposed to be on the other account, and then that stop would enter me in a different trade. So that was one of the mistakes that I made, and, and that's why I went to I I had one trading account on my desktop, another trading account on my laptop. Because for me, I, I needed that literal separation where it's like I no longer have the ability to place a swing trading trade on my desktop. I have to go to my laptop. So automatically, if I'm on my laptop, I know exactly what account I'm using. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, Jason Greystone did a little BTS the other day, not the not the the boy band um, behind the scenes thing of his of his office. And if you notice, he's got multiple setups. And he's got a setup strictly for analysis. He's got a setup strictly for live room stuff. He does the same thing, right? And we've had this conversation before where he has to separate himself where it's like, hey, if I'm on this machine, I use this machine for this specific reason. If I'm on this machine, I use this machine for this specific reason so that stuff doesn't overlap. Um, so that's probably an uncommon one that you won't hear, um, but something that definitely definitely got me in it. it it cost me a lot of money again i didn't it, i didn't make the mistake too often um but it, it, it every anytime something costs you a winner or puts you in a trade that you're not supposed to be in it becomes a loser um that, that's a that's a major mistake in my opinion and it's hard because again you know how drop down boxes work sometimes you're click you you think you drop down and it it, it, it goes back to the first one and and yeah it, it sucks um now I think I gotta check this. I, I know you can. I never looked into it too much. I, I know you can change the color of the panel for your sim in your demo, right? And it makes it easy because sim account on Ninja just says S I M, so like that's easy, duh. But I don't. I, I at last I checked, and again it hasn't. Been, it's been a while. I, I don't think we were able to do that for your live accounts, like the color in the control panel. So tough. Um, all right, so that's mine. I, I started off, you know you can't. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Like, I feel like I looked into it because, again, it was something that really bothered me. Like, I don't, I don't like having two different machines. I didn't enjoy that, but whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's my misery story. What do you guys have that, that's maybe un, not as uncommon, uh, an uncommon trading mistake? Um, and just trade management is harder than it looks. You can easily enter the wrong account and wrong decision. Yeah, especially when you're in a in a in a sense of distress or 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 laziness. Um you know, th three three conditions will will typically cause those trade management mistakes, the mistakes that I just mentioned. One is if you're in distress, right? You're in, you're in a a panic area, right? We there, there's a difference between stress and de-stress. I think as traders, we're always in a sense of stress. Right, that's that's normal, right? You've got money in the market, you've got no control over it. That's you're in a sense of stress, right? If you're imagine yourself driving in a blizzard, in a in a in a in a snowstorm, right? You you're probably a little bit stressed. That that's okay. That's not a negative. That's a, a a normal part of life. If you're a, you know, my my wife went to her meetings on Tuesdays, um, every Tuesdays, and I used to be at home with like the whining baby, and like you know, and I I don't have any boob milk, and he just only wanted boob milk and nothing more. Um, and I was in a sense of stress the whole time, but I managed, right? That's normal. De-stress is where you're panicking. 
right? De-stress is where you're panicking. And many of us get into that panicking state, right? We see a big red candle going against you and you're like, oh, oh, oh. And when we're panicking, we don't think as good as we should, right? I kind of mentioned this in this past weekend's uh, Trading Edge video about the caveman brain and, and the, the urgency to make money. We don't think as good as we should. We make panic decisions when we're in distress and we tend to overlook things. So that's, that's one situation. Laziness is another one. You just go through things quickly because you're lazy, right? Oops, sorry about that. That's another one. Um, a third one, and here, here's one that got me as well, Andrew. And this is why um, I changed my morning routine. Um, not awakeness. If that if that's a word, a phrase, not awakeness. I, like I told you guys, like I am Mister Hop out of my Hop out of my bed, do a, a backflip, some break dancing, and 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 I'm up. But what I notice is that my body's up, I'm ready to go, but my, my brain is not up. And the first thing I do, or the first thing I would do when I wake up is check a chart, right? I, I'm scared to death of the, the London session, things move, I miss opportunities. And if there's a secondary opportunity for me to get involved, if it's right at the cusp, I wanna, I wanna take advantage of it, right? And what I notice is that I'll get up and my, my brain will be halfway on. I'll be half awake and I'll see things and I'll be like, oh yeah, lower, low, lower, close. We got it. And I'll enter a trade. And then I get back and I'm like, we didn't actually close lower. Like what the hell was I looking at? All because I'm not fully awake. So the same thing would happen with my account where I just, you know, I'd go through and the, the font is so small, right? I can't see anyway. And I go through and I look at it like, okay, N173345, it looks about right. And you click it and then you go, you know, I go eat breakfast or something or and then or go on with my analysis. And before you know it, you entered in the wrong account again. So that's a, another one. Um, and yeah, that's another thing. Uh, Andrew says, not only laziness, but if you don't get a setup for a while, you can get out of your habit of checking. That's that's big as well. The, the market's bore you to sleep, right? I mean, look at the markets. I, I haven't been in a trade in, in, in almost two and a half weeks, two weeks. I don't know. I, how, when was the, when was the bridging the gap? Was that two weeks? I don't know. I it feels like it's been a month since I've been in a trade. So sometimes it just bores you to sleep. And it's like, you just, you get out of your routine because you wake up, you're like, ah, oh, we got Jackson Hole on Thursday and Friday. I know the markets aren't going to do anything. I don't, I, I just, I can just get an extra hour of sleep. Um, or you, or you forget to delete your drawings. Yeah. It, there's, there's so many little, little tricks that can get you. Um, but yeah, that, that's another thing. Um, I know I have stops where they are, but I've tested wider stops only to discover it kills my account. The brief stop out, um, is the price you pay for loss management. Uh, missed some trades cause I was looking at trading view instead of NT8. That, that's a good one. Um, if you use multiple, multiple platforms, Right. Let's say you, you use TradingView for analysis and uh, MetaTrader for your execution, or maybe just look at both. Maybe you, you only use MetaTrader, for example, for your execution, but you like looking at TradingView because you're on the road and it keeps your drawing tools. It keeps your analysis on the chart because it's web based. Maybe you look at TradingView and all of a sudden you're like, oh, enter the trade. But you don't realize that you're looking at a different on a different data provider. Right? If you enter anything on TradingView, you're going to see it's going to give you different FXCM, OANDA, Forex.com, IDC, Saxo, right? Capital.com, Global Prime. Hey, Global Prime. That's cool. Um, did an interview with them. The Kraken, right? It's going to give you Currency.com. It's going to give you a whole bunch of different data feeds, essentially, brokers, but they have different data feeds. Um, 
you there's no central there's no central market in, in currency trading right price quotes are going to be different there's no central quote now again for stuff like the euro dollar it's going to be pretty similar but you start going off on some of these other pairs you may see the difference aussie pairs most notably for me i, I don't know why it is i should have asked um the guys at global prime they're based in australia so so is um um god i forgot his name brandon clay um but you may see a, a two three four five pip difference in quote and that could be the difference, uh, like Prasan said, between a valid signal and an invalid signal. Um, so yeah, using using multiple platforms and not double checking your platform—that's a yeah, that's a an uncommon common trading mistake. I need one of those radio boards so I can just put those in. Number five, using multiple platforms. Um, going back through the chat while I was ranting. Um, if I miss anything, feel free to type it in again. Um, and just also, I realized now I realized now that I practice live. You watch trades in real time, so each and every partial potential setup has to get your attention throughout. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more trading's a lot more manage, management than you think. Again, uh, people used to kind of laugh at me when, when I when I first started day trading, and I said, I said, dude, I can't watch more than four pairs, and they're like, four four pairs. <laughs> I watched twenty, Akil. And then you try it in real life. I, I don't think anything needs more to be said, especially lower time frame. Try it in real life. 20 pairs on, on, on in swing trading. I couldn't watch. I got hammered because I watched too many pairs in swing trading. Maybe that's a uncommon, common trading mistake. Watching too many pairs as well. Splits your attention up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, I wake up. I feel like I must check because I'm not, I haven't checked all right. If you're not careful, you can panic. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would consistently panic right away when I watched, when I looked at stuff in the morning. Because again, especially where I'm at, right? And I, I for you guys in the UK, you have a much better, you still got to wake up early to catch the beginning of it, but you have, you have a much better opportunity than we do here in the US because you guys kind of kick off the day. Right. The UK kicks off today. That's where things get started. So I wake up and I see a lot of moves that have been made already. And I'm, I'm hoping to catch any secondary moves. Um, so I, I sometimes wake up in a panic like, holy crap. What, like, how do we get down there? I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, 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 oh where's the 127? Right. Especially if, if you don't if you're not up on your due diligence on your analysis. And, and I'll admit, I, I get lazy sometimes with my nightly analysis. I get lazy sometimes, right? I'm very thorough with my morning analysis. Sometimes that nightly analysis, like, you know, the kids don't want to go to sleep. And it's like, I try to do it before they go to sleep. But then, you know, you, you want to play with your kids because, you know, when they're in school, they don't have much time. And then they, they take like two hours to go to sleep. And the last thing you want to do is check charts at like 10 o'clock at night. So sometimes you get a little bit lazy. You run through a, a quickie. And then you wake up like, holy crap, I didn't think we'd get that far. Oh, you didn't you didn't see the CPI news coming out or whatever news is coming out. Um, and you go into this panic state. Um, now, for you guys, on, on, on the other hand, for UK, you'll get hammered in the evening, right? If, if we have U.S. news coming out at, at uh, FOMC statement at 2 p.m. Uh, New York time, right? That's 7 o'clock at night for you. You guys aren't checking charts at 7 o'clock at night. Then all of a sudden, you wake up the next day like, what the hell did you guys do? What did you Yankees do? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it goes it goes both ways. And uh, not to mention people in Australia or Japan or, or any of the Asia session, that's, that's, that's tough as well. Um, because the majority of the movement is going to really going to come what after 
their main trading session. So that's tough. Um, making your trading strategy too complicated and coming back to bite you in the, in the long run. That's a good one. Overcomplicating it. Yeah. Adding too many filters, right? So many filters that you don't actually know what to do. I, I, I can follow up on that one. Here's a good, I mean, so I'll use a daily chore, for example. And I think it works for the daily chore, but imagine this on a, a different time frame. So we got a lot of traders trading the daily chore. And a lot of traders who are trading the daily chore are basically saying that, hey, in order to maximize the system's performance for the way that I want it, I have different rules on every different pair, right? And I don't think it's a big deal on the daily chore because one, the, the frequency of, of one, it's, 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 it's on a daily chart. So you've got a lot of time to really, you, you got a lot of time to think about it, right? If you, if you, if you, if it takes you more than a day, then you know, you got some problems there, but also the frequency of, of, of a trading opportunity isn't that much. Right. So it's not like you're getting hammered with a million trades at once. It's a, a sprinkling, a, a consistent sprinkling of trading opportunities. But you have plenty of time to be like, OK, we got one setting up on euro dollar. This may be complete if we get this type of close. So I got 24 hours to redo my rules and flip through the trading plan or scroll through it for you guys that are that are your new age and you use like computer notepads and stuff. Right. And you can look through euro dollar. Here's how I'm supposed to trade it. But. Imagine if you had those same rules, if you had eight different ways to trade eight different pairs, but all of a sudden you're doing it on an hourly. How hard is it to keep up with what you're supposed to do? Okay, this one, the target's supposed to be here, but this one, the stop is there. This one, the entry is that. Like, it's tough. You can easily become overwhelmed. I think that's a really good one. Making your strategy too complicated. Um, that's a really, 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 really good one. And all of a sudden you start confusing uh, dollar Swiss with pound Swiss and you, you enter the pound Swiss in the way that you should enter the dollar Swiss. And it's, it's, it can be confusing if you're not really, really, really organized and disciplined. And again, the quote unquote laziness, tiredness, unfocusedness, all of that's going to chip away at that, at that organization and discipline. Um, well, yeah, well, lazy and being asleep or having your brain asleep are two different things, right? Yeah, lazy is just saying, like, I'm not going to do it. Which, again, is, is a lot of, most traders, I would say, suffer from that. But we all have our, our lazy periods. Um, Prasanta, I have a different rule for each pair and has so much time to review. Yeah, it's and, and what I would do, I don't know if you do this, I, I, I would have, um, I would literally have a, a, a piece of paper Print it out on either tape to my desk. I think someone does. Orsi, do you do that? Do you tape it to your desk? You or George? I feel like one of you guys said that before. I used to have it taped to the wall behind my computers. Um, now I can't do that now, guys, because you know I got I got I got I got so many monitors that I can. Uh, and these monitors are so big that I can barely see the wall space behind me. Um, I wanted to, but unfortunately, when you have as many monitors as I do, and when the monitor, when the size of the monitors is, is so large um, as the ones that I have on all of these monitors, if I didn't mention I have a lot of monitors, it's hard to see any empty wall space behind you because when I when I look up from my keyboard, all I see is monitors, really big monitors, lots of really really big monitors. Um, so I can't do that anymore. So maybe I'll tape it to the desk. 
But that's something I used to do before I had um, the vast amount of monitors that I had at, at the large sizes that I have them in. I would tape all my rules to the back of my wall and I would just look. I'd be like, okay, euro dollar. Or it wasn't by pair. It was like by, by um, like type of trade. So it was, it was uh, patterns and CTS. So I would look through it and I would, I would, okay, and just follow it step by step. Follow it step by step. Versus I put notes on charts. Yeah. You know what? And that, that's a cool thing about this down here, trading view. You got a little notepad that you can actually just kind of keep at the bottom of your screen here if you don't want to use like a, like an Evernote or a, a different type of kind of note taking app on your on your computer you can you can I use this for testing a lot right I keep it right down here and I can see it and if you want you can have different categories right so just have a note for each pair like euro dollar pound dollar and just click the click the note and then boom just a little reminder uh, that, that's a brilliant feature that TradingView has um, Forex screener oh yeah um, Trying to find super duper ultimate strategy <laughs> that can, I can find you a super strategy, super duper. That's a tough one. Trying to find a super duper ultimate strategy that can take advantage of the market when it moves one way and also take advantage of the market when it moves against you immediately and also catch, <laughs> also able to catch the full move while not exiting too early. Yes, the <laughs> looking for the looking for the best of all worlds. Looking for the best of all worlds. I, that is a, now I would say that's a, a common mistake, but it's not commonly looked at as a mistake. So I, I think that does fit under the rule of uncommon, common trading mistakes. Um, look, looking, it's, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to phrase it other than you're, you're looking, you want everything. You want your, your cake and you want to eat it too. What? How's, I don't, how's that phrase work? You can't have your cake and eat it too? Is that how it goes? You, want, you can't have your... Why can't you eat it if it's your cake? All right, there we go. Looking for the golden goose. There we go. But yeah, that, that is one. You just want too much. And, and what you notice with that is, I, I see this all the time. Um, it's very similar to the system hopping. You see people bury some very good strategies all because it's not quote unquote perfect. You, you see people that have really profitable strategies, but because it's not perfect, they dump it. And it's tough, right? So I've, I've been backtesting or, or strategy developing, and I guess kind of backtesting at the same time, um, failing, um, a daily strategy, one that commits or one that looks to collect profit from the trend. And it is... I, I'm, I, even me, who I've been trading for a very long time, and I think I have a very realistic view of what trading is, I will see moves, right? Like this, for example. I will see moves that they make a thousand pip move. And based off how I'm trading, I only capture like a hundred of them. And you look at that and it hurts. Have you guys ever been there? You ever do backtesting and you, you get a trade, it wins, you take like... You take like your your hundred pips, and then it goes on for like another thousand, and you're like, it, and it feels like a failure, right? It feels like a failure because you're like, man. Yep, and I I, I can tell you something worse than that because I used to trade something like this live. It, it you you think it feels bad back testing, and you take a little bit of the pie, and and the pie gets bigger, and you miss it. When you do that in real life. 
you, it makes you want to jump out a window. When you, when you do this in real life with real money, it makes a winner feel like a loser. I used to trade a strategy with the big Mo and same thing um, where I made a lot of mistakes with that strategy, but there would be winners where I collect like a two to one risk on it. Let's say 100 pips just to put it in an easier way to calculate or visualize. I capture a 100 pip move and I'd be like, oh, yeah, baby, triple digits. Play the money song. Right? I had, that's when I had the, the playlist for wins and loses. Right? So I, played, I played the money song. And then I, you know, I'd come back. I'd keep watching it, looking for the next opportunity. And it'd be like three weeks later and it's still going up. And I would get sick to my stomach. Because I would count my chickens before they were hatched. Or I'd be counting... The chickens, the chickens would be hatched, but I'd be taking and counting them before they were hatched. I'm bad with these terms, guys. I'm horrible. Gosh. But I would see a thousand pip move and I'd look at my hundred and I'd no longer feel good. I'd be like, well, why didn't I catch the whole thing? And then what happens is, right, when you make the dumb mistake to be like, next time you see it, oh, I'm not going to take my profits out. I'm going to catch the thousand pip move. That's the one that goes right to your target and then turns around and stops you out. And you're like, man, I should have took my 100 pips. And then you, just, you live in that cycle of just like of, of defeat. <laughs> you live in that cycle of defeat. Like whenever you take profits the way you're supposed to, you miss out on money. Whenever you shoot for the big profit, you, you end, ends up reversing and you lose money you should have had. Um, very, 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 very tough. Now, again, the solution to that is simple, though. Backtesting, right? Because if you backtest... And you got to have a little bit of common sense on you, right? If you, if you backtest, you'll probably see, okay, that 1,000 pip move, and that's just an exaggeration. Let's say that 500 pip move, that happened once every two years. And you can compare the stats. You can say, okay, well, what if I held out for that 1,000 pip move? Okay, my win percentage would be like 30%, and I'd have this many pips overall. If I consistently take these smaller moves, oh, now my win percentage is 60%. And wow, that actually those smaller moves, although they're not as sexy, actually outperform that bigger move, right? So when you have the numbers, you can look at them and do the comparison. But until you have that, you know, emotional-wise, you're always going to feel like you're on the wrong side of things. Um, and he says, so coach, expanding on this, what have you learned from teaching and running live rooms compared to when you started? What are the common mistakes there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've given you all the common mistakes I've made, Andrew. I don't, I don't have any more. If, if there's a mistake I've made, I've, I've told you about them. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's... I, I can't think of any other secret mistakes that I'm holding out on you guys. Um, that's why I wanted to ask the, the live room members, but I, I don't know. What, do, what, do you, what are you looking for? Is there something specific you're looking for? I, I don't... I, I, can't, I can't think of any mistakes. Any other mistakes that we haven't mentioned? I thought I tried to give you some uncommon ones with the different accounts and stuff like that. Um, other than that, it, it's early entry, late entry, moving stops, stopping yourself out too early, taking targets early, moving stops, moving targets back, taking targets too late. Most of the most of the trading mistakes are going to come under those categories basically messing around with your entry stops and targets. 
But yeah, there, there's there's typically not any kind of secret mistake. It's it's the it's the in your face type stuff. People just can't stop themselves from doing it. That's the problem, right? Like a major a major issue is entering a trade real early, right? Wait wait till you you get the signal, and people understand that. But guess what? They still do when the heat's on. They still enter early. Like, hey, stop moving that stop loss back. Trust your stop. It's there for a reason. And what do people do? They still inch it back. So I don't think there's any type of elaborate, complicated, secret mistakes. It, it's it's the simple stuff. I just people just can't stop themselves from doing it. Again, aside from the stuff that we mentioned, like the order execution and, and like those type of goof ups like that. But I, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I learned any new mistakes from the live room. I, I think I just see. I see and hear about the same mistakes that people that people still make. I can't think of any new new mistakes that are out there. Um, currently in a trade that went almost ninety percent plus towards profit, and now it's oh, those are the worst. We, those are the worst. Here's one again. We, we talked about this in the, in the trader coffee break as well. I think um, I dealt with this on Ninja Trader, making sure your your orders rest with your broker and not the platform. That's I don't know if you want to call it a mistake. Something to be aware of. So when I first started trading with Ninja. Um, my orders rested with the platform. And what happens is, right, if your computer is off, basically your, your, your orders are off. So there would be times where power outage happens. There'd be times where you get those stupid little random restarts that you scheduled like six months ago and you forgot about. So two o'clock in the morning, your computer restarts. And when you wake up, because you're not logged into your platform, because your computer shut down, your orders aren't actually executed. Have you guys ever done that? So I'd have plenty of times where I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, look at that. London, I love you. Nipped targets before reversing. Woo! And then I'd come back and I'd be like, uh, where's the, where's the, how come there's only the, the L in P&L? <laughs> where's the P part? Um, so that was a mistake and that, that I had made and it was just I, I just wasn't knowledgeable about it. I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, so that could be something that's a, an, an uncommon, common trading mistake is is having your orders rest with the wrong, not with your broker, but maybe on a platform or something like that. Um, position sizing. That's a really good one. Correct position sizing, um, especially. Hold on one second. I got a phone call. Stupid banker calling me, man. This guy's an idiot. Oh, man. This is the stupidest guy in the world. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Well, he doesn't know who's calling. Uh -oh. But, um, yeah, correct position sizing. That, that could be one as well. Um, especially, you know, either calculating the wrong percentage or not paying attention to the decimal. Um, another, here, here's another one, too. Now that I think about it. 
calculating pips or ATRs on yen pairs. Because again, typically pairs, right? You look at your, your count as far as pips, right? It's the last, it's the third and fourth digit after the decimal. So on pound Swiss here, you can see we're currently trading at what? Um, I don't even know where we're at. Let's say we're at 1.2502. So that 02 is gonna be the main two things you pay attention to, right? You get rid of the pip at at the end. Yen pairs, you're gonna have two digits before the decimal. So a yen pair is gonna be like 79.36. But sometimes you will kind of forget and you'll do the wrong thing and all of a sudden you've got a, a what, a thousand pip stop loss on instead of a, a 10 pip stop loss. Yeah, the yen, the yen pair thing's big. So, so many times I've, I've done um, the wrong ATR. Like why is my stop so far away? <laughs> I can't read this thing. Did we really move a thousand pips on the five minute chart? This is crazy. guys enjoyed the show just want to give you a reminder we do have a free four-part workshop over at tier1trading.com just go over to the website click on the button that says give me free stuff and it'll take you right to it remember www.tier1trading.com check it out